You are listening to Inspiring Table Talks with Kalpita and Vidya. Today on Inspiring Table Talks, we speak to Rosa Fannikark. She is a woman who sits in the courtroom and wears heels. And when she's not in the courtroom, she has a crown and a sash. Not only that, she has a love and a passion for riding horses and giving back. She runs several businesses and is very passionate about giving back through NGO work. A warm welcome to you, Rosa. How are you on this cold day? Thank you so much, ladies, for having me. It's an absolute honor and privilege for me. And I'm doing super well because I can speak to two beautiful ladies and be joined by you today. And we're super, super excited to speak to you today and to spend the day with you. I'm going to go right into this. I, I believe that your journey is very diverse. Um, and it is incredible in terms of the amount of healing you've had to do on yourself which you were, because you were completely bedridden um, and it was because of your horse riding passion which you still love today. So <laughs> we want to just get into that. I don't know, um, we found that very fascinating that you went from being in the bed and building yourself up. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Okay, so that's such an interesting story actually. Um, my daughter is now 14 years old, but it was four years back and she started with horse riding and I fell in love with her horse, her horse. And I said, okay, I must probably then get my own one. And I got my own horse, but because I was 40 at that stage, everybody said to me, Rosa, you're not going to be able to ride, you know, you'll never make it, that type of thing. And I'm the type of person that, you know, you mustn't say that to me, you know. I'll say, uh-uh, I will do it, I will show you, and I will take pictures to prove it. So, um, what happened actually was, uh, it has been a long four years. It took me four years to actually get, you know, good riding skills. But in those four years, and that is what happened, I had a huge accident with my horse. His name is Safir. And to such an extent that um, I was in hospital for three, four days, and then they said that I must just be in, you know, in bed for two weeks. Now, being myself and also being an attorney, I'm not somebody to sit still, mm-hmm. and the show must go on. You know, you must still do all of your work. Yeah. So um, I was lying there in bed, and I've, I've always had a love for makeup always and then I was scrolling through the makeup on Facebook and um, I actually did a, a image consulting course way way back just because I was interested in fashion and I decided okay let's open a page and I was posting pictures of makeup there and then the lady started asking but why will you do my makeup and I'm like, yeah, no problem, you know, but I, you know, I have no formal training. I, at that stage, I didn't have any formal training. And um, then more and more people started to ask. And I, I thought to myself, okay, let's just hold like a class to teach the ladies. Because here in the Western and especially in the Western area where I live, um, we don't even have a wimpy, to give you an idea. <laughs> wow. So there's none of that. Okay. <laughs> seriously, seriously. So um, it's a small mining time, so we don't have 
all over the luxuries that you guys have in the city. And I thought to myself, okay, let's let's make a class, you know, just advertise a makeup class. And I thought to myself, ah, you know, you're not Bobby Brown. Who's going to come to your class? Everybody knows you as an attorney, so who's going to come? Nobody's going to come. And I had the class, and it was full. And I had the second class, and it was full. And then after that, yeah, the the makeup, the worthy women makeup was born. Wow. And there's a there's an a, the crown up story goes with the worthy women makeup story. So. Yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah, we definitely. Are. But I think what I liked um, and why this stood out to me is because you used this time and considering how much people are going through lockdown, uh, it can be emotionally draining, physically draining. Um, and your experience with the horse riding accident basically also put you in a similar position where you couldn't do much, but you used the time to come up with something that is important to you um, and you also use that to have an impact in a different way and I feel like now in lockdown time a lot of people feel there isn't much they can do but sometimes just sitting back and reflecting like you went back to a course you did all that time back you know it wasn't something recent so it's for people to use this time and I want them to see that they can use this time to make something that is important and valuable to them. I think it's important to do that because you have two choices in life. You can fall down or you can rise up. And um, especially now in this time, we need hope and we need positivity and we need passion. And when there's something that you're trying to do and you at least have something to stand up for in the morning, then you know, okay, I've got a purpose. And when you've got a purpose, you've got a plan and then you run with that plan and suddenly lockdown is not that bad anymore. Yeah. So there's the two choices you have in life. And you can you can wake up yeah. to love your purpose. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think with the lockdown, lots of people are, are trying out what they're passionate about, not just going to yeah. a nine-to-five job where they're forced to do something they, they don't always enjoy. So, that is, yeah, that is what I've, that's what I've been seeing in Facebook and that is what is so amazing. Suddenly you have people that are popping up doing their own businesses. Um, people started, you know, baking, uh, making bread and food. I think you guys saw my video on <laughs> the food that I burned for Father's Day. I see. So I, uh, that's not my my specialty, <laughs> but I mean you are you are one hundred percent correct. There's so many people that now actually had the time to think if today is my last day and I can do something that I really want, not something just that I'm getting paid for that is paying the salaries. What would I do? Yeah. And um, I spoke to a friend of mine. Um, um, two days ago and she said to me she's feeling very she's feeling very emotional and mentally you know she's not it's we all go through that mentally we we, we get into a dip and I said to her okay if they, if you have to live for one day and you can do anything in the world that you want what would you do and she said no I would teach people how to dread and I said but there's your answer and that immediately gives her that spark and the energy and everything that goes with it so yes you are 
it's you are 100% correct. People are now realizing um, that they can live their passion, and that is important. If you have that passion, if you have your passion, your passion leads to your destiny. And that's wonderful. I think it's. I think this is actually a good time because it's a, a water shedding time um, for a lot of things in our lives. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. That's very very true. Rosa, I find it very fascinating that you went from the courtroom to being a pageant queen. Um, it's very unconventional, especially because you did not give up one to pursue the other. Um, but in fact, you pursued them together. Can you tell us how this happened for you? Okay, um, this is this is going back to my domestic violence situation. When I was at varsity studying law, um, I had I was engaged to a guy that um, physically, emotionally, um, psychologically abused me. And um, he also, you know, was um, messing around. And when I found out about him seeing other women, I asked him, listen, are you, you know, why, why? And he said to me, if you, you know, if you were not so fat and ugly, I would have not messed around. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my God. He turned at me. I was like, excuse me? Excuse me. How dare you? Okay, but that... That for, yeah, how dare he, but in that for a long time stuck here in my head. And I was, I remember I was um, in treatment for two years and nothing helped. And then the, the, the psychologist said to me, that year, it's strange how God works. He's, the psychologist said to me, that woman at that stage that was the Mrs. World, she was filing for divorce from her husband that was also messing around with other women. And she said to me, well, if the most beautiful woman in the world can have a husband that um, messed around, then why can't it happen to anybody else? And that clicked with me. And she explained to me that it's, I couldn't be more prettier, more thinner, more whatever. It is his choice, his decision. Yeah. It's something broken in him, you know, it's not me. But um, psychologically, it did leave some scars. So um, how Crown Up happened was, I, you know, as a lawyer, you guys must stop me if I talk too much. No, it's <laughs> Because fine. I'm used to... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, as a lawyer, I speak a lot. And, and then as a makeup artist, people also ask me to come speak. And I remember this one woman she um, was a pastor in a church that opened here in Western area. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, Rosa, will you please come and speak about um, the Christian women and makeup and how you bring the two together? Oh, wow. And I said, yes, no problem, no problem. And as a lawyer, I prepared this 14 spread page and I did my research all the way from Cleopatra, you know. <laughs> Actually, she was very cool. She was the one that first made the call around the eyes. Yeah. So I, I had before pictures, after pictures, the history. I had a, you know, like a slideshow, the whole thing. And that night I prayed and I said to God, you know what, it doesn't feel right, this, you know, whole thing that I've here now done. What should I tell this? What should I tell the women? Because I always 
try to say, I must be my authentic self, mm-hmm. you know? And God said to me, there's only one thing that you must tell the women. When I create a baby girl, I create a beautiful, I create a perfect, and I create her with an invisible crown. But during your life, that crown can fall off. If somebody tells you something like you're fat or you're ugly, but when you polish the outside of a woman with makeup, all of the inner beauty that what it is really about, it shines through and she puts back on her God-given crown. And that is why my message is called Crown Up. And I've seen it in my makeup classes. You know, the before pictures, nobody has makeup on. Everybody's like, and the after pictures is like, you know, makeup on the whole thing. It's amazing. So that I realized that because I went through that domestic abuse um, and it broke me inside, I could use this message of crown up to speak to other broken women and help them to heal because there's not a woman in this world that has not felt at some stage that she's not good enough or pretty enough or um, she's not in some form broken because of something that has happened to her. There was a powerful Um, message. Thank you. And then how it happened with um, going into pageantry I was doing makeup with stage line professional makeup mm-hmm. and we used to go to, to um, the theatres and do the finalist makeup and this one woman I was doing her makeup and she said but why don't you enter Mrs. Grant and I said to her honey look at me you know <laughs> I'm not 1.8 meters tall I'm Italian I'm curvy um, you know, and I'm I'm too fat for this. You know, I'm not skinny, skinny like you guys. And she said to me, "No, man, you'll be perfect." And I thought, "Ah, it's just because I can wipe off your your eyebrows in two seconds." You know, that's why you're nice. <laughs> so, um, and then another friend of mine, um, you guys maybe know her, Eunasia Moidin. She was Eunasia uh, Suleiman, but she's now Eunasia Moidin. She's got the brow bar. And um, she was doing my brows one day and she said, friend, why don't you enter Mrs. South Africa? And I said the same to her. I said to her, no, man, I'm too fat and too short for it. She said to me, listen, if you feel that you've got weight issues, um, do something about it, but you'll be perfect for it. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, friend, it's just because you love me. Thank you, bless your soul, but it's just because you love me. And uh, I believe that God speaks in threes. Eh? Okay. And this, the, and a two days later, somebody uh, placed or they published, published, um, the Mrs. Grant entry form on my Facebook page. And when I went on Facebook and I saw that, I was like, <laughs> literally, it's a clear message. Yeah, it's a message. God is speaking. And I'm like, oh no, uh, uh, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I've never done pageantry, I've never done modeling, I'm a horse rider, we ride with open legs, you know, we ride like this, there's no way that I can do this, you know? uh-uh, uh-uh. 
And I was like, <laughs> you know, we are, we, we, you know, we mm-hmm. fight with God sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we were like having a chat, me and me and the big man, eh? And I said to him, ah, it's not going to work. <laughs> and he said to me, you cannot go around and spread the message of crown up if you are too afraid to put back on your own crown. Wow. And I said, oh, okay, okay. So I entered, but because I didn't have any background, I sent a selfie with me and my horse uh, <laughs> as my entry picture, like literally, you know, a selfie that I took, yeah, me and my horse. And I left it and uh, it, I think two months went by and then the one lady phoned me and she said, oh, listen, I'm from Mrs. Grant and you made the top 10. I'm like, oh. What? <laughs> top 10 already? Wow. Yeah, already the top 10. And I'm like, ah, this can't be. And she said to me, but you know what? Maybe you would just like to go and take some professional pictures. <laughs> you know, like not of yours and not a selfie. I'm like, is that how you do it? And she said, yes. You, you know, they're going to put up and you can still go back on Mrs. Grant's page. And you will see all of the 10 ladies that, you know, they were professionally dressed, uh, professional make, make, you know, the photograph, makeup, everything. And there's a photo of Rosanna Horst. <laughs> <laughs> so you got into this pageant as you said it was your sign of three. You believe God works in threes. But yes. prior to this, you also were doing NGO work already. And then you got the platform. Then you also started talking about the abuse situation and um, I want to take it back to the video you made on Facebook. Oh yes, yes. Um, uh, when I came back from the Emmys Universe competition in Miami last year, I came back to the news that there was a, um, at that stage a lot of women being killed and raped and especially this one lady and I was, it just, you know, it just infuriates me as somebody that went through that, it just infuriated me and I decided, you know what, what is it to help for me to have a platform but not use that platform? And I decided, well, I'm going to do something about this. I'm not going to stay silent. I always say, let it be known that I'm not the queen that will keep the mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) So because I'm a makeup artist, I did my FX makeup, you know, and I used all the makeup and stuff. And it really looked real. real. And I was... I, I, I was doing a message and I was saying, you know, this is how you look, this is how it feels. And it's it's not fair that what, how a woman is being treated, how a woman is dying, how a woman is being raped, how a woman is being tortured. Um, a woman's life in South Africa at this stage is, we're like an endangered species, literally. And I made that video and it just went viral, boom, like that. And um, there was some negativity about the video uh, from the men's side because they, you know, they don't like a lady literally being so straightforward and telling it like it is. 
Yes. The ladies on the other hand was like, you go girl, you know, they yes. loved it. And then there was a third component of people that was, you know, thinking, you know, did this really happen to Rosa? You know, is you know, this the situation? But it was just the FX makeup. But it had such an impact um, that there was a lot of ladies that afterwards was sending me messages and saying thank you so much for making this video thank you for um, making it so real that men can see what we go through yes and that it's not just something that we just you know um, walk or have a march about or we complain about this is something that is affecting every woman in south africa yes and I have not personally spoken to a woman that it has not affected in some way, whether it's verbal, whether it's physical, whether it's psychological. So for me, as an attorney with this background, mm-hmm. um, I love doing family law. I love doing um, my domestic violence, my maintenance, my divorces. People tell me, you're crazy to love doing divorces. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm. no, 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 I love it. So if somebody comes into my office and tells me, listen, I'm in a domestic violence abuse situation, you can just literally, you know, because I've been through it, just connect with this woman and say, I understand. I understand. I understand what happens to you. I understand that you're afraid to leave. I understand that... um, you stay understand that you need the courage you know you can literally lift this woman and say but you have rights there's stuff that you can do i can help you don't be scared anymore because a lot of women stay because they don't have finances they stay because they don't have um, the support system they stay because they're scared they stay because they're so psychologically broken down and and everybody always asks the question and they ask me as well i said rosa you've got such a strong personality yeah why did you stay you know i stayed for three years why did you stay um but you've been broken down mentally so much that you believe that you're worth nothing that nobody would look at you nobody wants you um you know if you are being physically abused that you were looking for you know stuff like that and that is not something that anybody that does not go through it would understand so the moment i have a client like that i become a pitbull honey let me tell you that <laughs> the biggest pitbull you can find but i think it's it's not that you like getting people divorced i think people need to understand it's like you like helping women come out of toxic situations so you know women can come That's out of yeah if if people can come out of a toxic situation then you feel that's the right thing to do because it's better to be divorced than come home dead because of abuse you know it's something unnatural i think you just you know um put it in a better way um and a better understanding that is why i like doing divorce cases because you can actually help the women get out of that toxic relationship, get out of that abuse, help the children to get maintenance. So it's not a contract that you just draw and you give to the person. Mm-hmm. You physically make difference 
in somebody's life. And um, I've been to a wedding a while ago where this lady that got married, I was doing a maintenance case for when she was still a little girl. Oh, wow. And um, I helped her mom. And she, she came to me and she just hugged me and she said, Tanya Ruasa, you know, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be like here today getting married. And I'm like, no nonsense, of course you would. But that is so fulfilling. It's, I, I, it's fulfilling for me to see that you can actually help and you can do something and the circumstances change. Yes. It's not just lip service. Yes. And it's the same thing with yeah. makeup. It's it's um it's not just helping women. It's exactly like your message from God came. It's not just oh, I'm going to make you look beautiful. I want your inside beauty to shine outwardly. Yes. Because if a woman is healed on the inside and she feels beautiful on the inside, then it it literally shines through to the outside. And then she has her confidence back. Mm-hmm. And that is what is most important. Because let me tell you, um, looks fade. You yeah. know, makeup fade. All of that fades. But a beautiful heart, um, that doesn't fade. And also a healed heart. So much of, so many people have broken hearts that they that they give to the, you know, the consequences goes to the children or to the partners or whoever. So if you're not healed in yourself, you know, 100%, you cannot love 100%. Yeah, that is true. That is so true. Yeah. That is very, very true. And there's um, there's a lot of stigma around divorce, especially in the Indian community. for someone to 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 get a divorce it's actually like a shameful thing so they'd rather stay in a relationship for years and be unhappy but it's more the older generation that still has the stigma but actually coming out of it you you you'll only heal in that way by coming out of that toxic relationship Listen, my mom is Italian, so it's the same with the Italian um, community as well. Um, you know, you don't get divorced. That's like, you don't get divorced. That's mm-hmm. just how I was brought up as well. It's like a sin to get divorced, that type of thing. And it's like shame on the family if you get divorced. Yeah. So I understand yeah. that. But it, like you say, it's more with the older generation. Mm. But um, when that woman decides to take that step, stand up for herself and then just go forward with her life and with her children, I actually, the most interesting divorce that I did was for a lady and she was 86 years old. And I said to her, but ma'am, you're 86 years old, you know, can't you just like stay a little bit longer, you know? And (laughs) she said to me, She's been staying for the children for all the years. They've grown up now. They have their own children. And actually, her children came to her and they said to her, Listen, Mom, we wish you would have done this years ago because then it would have been better for everybody, um, for the children and for her. And I was like, 
That's wisdom. That's really, really wisdom. Whatever anyone is going through, it affects the whole family. So it's it does. emotionally draining for everyone. It does. Um, personally, I also have divorced parents. So that's why I understand that. Because it does rub off on the children. And children are not stupid. Um, it doesn't matter if they elder children or younger children, but it is an enormous emotional situation to go through, not just for the parents with the divorce, but after the divorce, the effects is much more on the children because the parents get remarried, but the children now sit with trust issues, they sit with emotional issues. If they were abused, they sit with those kind of issues. So, I understand um, the traditional way and as a Christian woman, I also believe that, you know, you have to work on your, on your marriage. But if there comes a point that it's not, it's toxic, it's not good for you or your children, then I think God will give his blessing, you know, because God didn't make us to be unhappy. Yes. Um, and then get a, ma- a divorce. That's very true. But now I'm curious what happened to the 86 year old woman after the divorce. Yeah. We actually, me and her, it was in the high court in Johannesburg. And um, after the divorce, we went down and there was a small little cafe. And she's like, Are we going to have a glass of red wine? Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Let's do that. You know? <laughs> We had a glass of red wine and she chatted and I'm like, are you not going to cry or, you know, because normally, you know, the women, they cry, you know, you, I always take some tissues and stuff with, she's like, my kind of a swap, like, so that was that was quite a funny divorce. I must tell you that. Right, <laughs> but it's also it, it comes with you know it's as funny as it is. It's got so much of wisdom in it that she did what she had to do. But she's even at the age of eighty six, she was not afraid to live for herself. So age should never stop you from doing that. It's so true because I mean even at her age, she realized that this is not good for me anymore. And she wanted to literally live the last years that she has as happy years. Yeah. And it taught me actually a big lesson, you know. She, her, now her children is okay. There's no, you know, the children is fine. Everything is fine. So now she can go and she can be happy. Yeah. Um, and, and that was amazing to actually see, you know, that... You can get, you can gain happiness at, at any age. Yeah, that's true. That is very very. Yeah, true. even if it's the last few years of your life. Yeah. Yeah, even if it's the last few few years, but you know, which what what was a little bit sad about that is that it took her eighty six years yeah. to you know because of tradition, because yeah. of. You're not supposed to get divorced. It will be shameful on the family, you know, all of that. It took her 86 years and then she decided, no, finito, I'm done. And I'm going to, you know, have a happy few last years. Yeah. So happiness is, is so important. 
Absolutely. That is so, so true. But now we're going to shift gears a bit. Um, you hold the title for Miss Universe World International 2019. Yes. So, you've been to Miami, as you've mentioned. Um, and I remember our conversations earlier. There were times when you had to deal with a bit of hate. How? Oh, yes. How did you... I mean, people judged you for the way you look i remember us having this conversation where they told you you still need to look a bit more thinner and leaner and you're going to represent the country and you were like my friend i was feeling that initially but then you came back with the crown yeah yeah i was um actually you know i worked so hard um women are built a certain way you know and i'm built italian way we have we, we have hips and you know we we, we just voluptuously build, so I'll never be that straight, you know, up and down model look. And um, I remember we were shooting with Dennis Lloyd, my traditional way, and I was so proud. I, In the mornings, I went to the gym and I jumped for an hour. In the evenings, I went to the gym and I jumped for an hour. And the photos just came out, and me and Dennis were so proud of it. And then I got this message, you know, from well, this lady, I assume, and she said, you know, can't you just work on the, you know, your upper arms, because you're actually representing South Africa, and you should look good while doing that, and I remember I was hysteric, Mm -hmm. I was hysteric, I phoned Dennis, and I cried, I phoned the lady that taught me how to do uh, the proper, you know, uh, catwalk, how to do that, I I phoned and I cried, I phoned the photographer and I cried and I said, can you please just maybe just, can't you just Photoshop, you know, so it looks better or, you know, anything and it really, you know, it, it literally gave me a knock, you know, it gave my confidence a knock and then, um, I went to see somebody and that uh, uh, I went to see a prophet and we he spoke with me and all of that and he said to me you know what Rosa you've got the the, the prophecy of, of Queen Esther over your life so Queen Esther went and she because of the way she looked she prayed that was the important part she prayed and she saved the nation so you have a job to do it's not about the crown it's about you going there god wanting you to go there and there's a reason for you to go there whether you get a crown or not but i must be honest in my heart um you know beforehand which crowns are you know up for grabs Yes. And there was the, uh, the the petite crown, the MS Universe petite crown, and I was like, God, please let me win that crown. Please <laughs> let me win that crown. I want that crown. I don't want another one. I want that crown. Because the petite, you know, is um, if you are uh, shorter than 1.64 meters, then you fall in the petite category. And because I'm older, older than 40, um, that was my category along with another. But I wanted that crown, you know, because now I got this message of can't you just, you know, become thinner, you know, make a look at your arms and everything. So actually that evening when we when we had our finals, 
I was standing there and they were calling out everybody else's names and I'm like, oh my word, you know, oh, she was like, I'm going to, you know, become crying. <laughs> you have to stand and pose and smile and you at the back of your mind, your mind is going like this the whole time. I'm like, oh, please God, please God, please God, you know. And um, when they called out MS, uh, they called out MS Universe World International Petite and they said, South Africa. You will see on my photos, I was like, this is my first reaction. And it was like, I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry because it, it was the emotional component of being told that you're not good enough mm-hmm. with the, um, the hard work and the belief that your, um, that your prophecy came true and you know, this is what God destined for you. He destined this specific crown for you as, um, as I was just at that moment, I just, I just said, thank you, God, yeah. you know, and I, I made like this and I couldn't, I, it, it was, it just came naturally. Um, it, it was something that I was just like praising God and saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. I prayed for this. I prayed for this specific, for this specific crown. I prayed for this. I, I think I, I prayed it loose. <laughs> so, yeah, but, that's, that's how it happened. But again, it just shows there will always be people out there who will say things. Um, it shouldn't let us question our own self-worth or confidence or make us doubt uh, who we are. No, but in a, you know, if you can be honest, in, in that moment, you do you do feel it, you know. It yeah. it, 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 it it does hurt you, and then you just have to realize. But you know, put back on your ground, believe your prophecy, and walk your walk. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter who said what. There will always be haters. I always say, I walk my talk. So if I said I'm coming for this, I'm coming for this. Yeah. And I said, I'm coming for that crown, no matter what that person said. So, yeah, it, it was it was special. But it's a hard, it was a hard lesson for me to learn, to realize that, you know, you will have haters, you will have people that will tell you you are not good enough. Um, but you must, you must just stand on your prophecy, you must stand on your word of God, and you must believe in yourself. Yes. Then you're 90% there. That's true. That is so, so true. Yeah, but on a, light, on a lighter note, we have to, we can't let you go without talking about makeup. Um, not only do you teach women how to be confident <laughs> and train them, well, teach them how to be for beauty pageants and mentor them for beauty pageants, but you also have good makeup skills, great makeup skills, in fact. Um, I, I still remember oh, seeing you. You're welcome. I remember seeing your your Facebook video with the abuse one, and I thought, wow, this is real. This looks so real, but it was makeup. But on a lighter note, what are some of your um, favorite makeup trends and favorite makeup m- makeup room memories from the pageant? You know, my my favorite makeup memory is always. Um, when I do makeup for a lady and she just before she goes on stage and you can see I always say makeup artists 
their hearts is for other people to look beautiful that's all we want you know we just want them to feel beautiful and look beautiful and have that confidence and um the moment you finish with the makeup i always turn the ladies around and i say no 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 don't you're not allowed to look so we then it's a you know i like it a view because otherwise every five minutes she's going to look and be like okay this or that or whatever and then when she sees herself the, the first time that's amazing and then she puts on that dress and suddenly she transforms you know just in this beautiful queen and that is what i want for every woman to know that she's good enough to know that she's a queen and know that she can go after anything in her life and i think my other personal uh, favorite makeup um memory was one of the ladies that came to one of the makeup classes she was born without any hair so she didn't have any eyebrows nothing nothing she didn't have arms you know hair on her arm hair any any hair that type of thing and i teach the ladies how if you you know have thinner brows our generation we overpluck the brows so you know you can make it thicker <laughs> and um i taught the ladies how to you know do with wax do brows and when that lady saw herself in the mirror for the first time and she had brows she started to cry Aww. the whole class started to cry with her as well i cried it was just makeup it was just like lipstick and mascara the whole place <laughs> around we all just cried and um i remember the next day her husband phoned me and he said to me i just want to thank you for giving me my wife back Aww. suddenly i have a confident beautiful wife and not just from outside but she's like beaming like sunlight and it was such a small change and it made my heart so happy it's that special that somebody who didn't have it it becomes something so personal yes. it's so personal yes. and so valuable that is a beautiful and it's something story. that um that she was teased about as well and yeah. it was a insecurity for her so yeah. for her it changed such a small thing but it changed the whole her whole perspective on life and how she felt about herself something so we take was, for granted it's beautiful wow that's beautiful beautiful yeah. story that Emilia and I both have this thing where we want women to start to learn to lift each other you know stop hating yeah. on one another stop pulling the other one down if you can straighten her crown do it if you can't then just mind your own business and don't say something nasty man just don't yes. say anything nasty if you can be nice be nice if you can't it's i love that and for me it makes yeah. your pageant and the work you do so much more important because it's not just I want to look pretty and I want you to look pretty. I want you to know how to treat yourself and treat others. So, yeah. yeah. That is deep. That is deep. Yeah. A life is hard enough with everything we have to deal with. So, why not 
uh, help each other along the way instead of breaking each other down. I mean, as women, we know how difficult uh, things we need to face can be. Absolutely. There's a culture among women that they would rather break another woman down than build another woman up. And that's something that I did a video um, about, I think, two weeks ago, that I did a video about and there was in my situation some online bullying and I just decided I had enough and then I just said you know what ladies let's build each other up you know um, one flower doesn't look at another flower to bloom so just bloom be you stay in your own lane you know build your own empire and then if you are secure in yourself you are not going to be threatened by somebody else and their success you're actually going to be glad for them yes because you know how much it took and you know how difficult the road is and you know what you have to overcome all the obstacles to get there so if women can get in a place and that's what i'm trying to teach where they can be confident in themselves then they will be glad for another woman you know, and really uplift, not just lip service, lip, you know, okay, we must uplift each other. Do it. Tell her. And that's why I started the hashtag, I'm proud of you. So that people can, because I can feel, you know, down today and somebody can give me a compliment and suddenly my whole day changes. Uh, and especially the, the word proud, you know, it's not like I like you or whatever. So if there were the, I saw the lady started to do the hashtag and it, it, it was so heartwarming because they started to reach out to other ladies and said, you know, whatever, the, whatever they wanted to say and said, hashtag, I'm proud of you. And that was beautiful to see how one sister, because we're all sisters at the end of the day, lift up each other and support each other. So, you know, somebody you can, you can, I look at your skin and I'm like, wow, you've got clear, amazing skin. You know, you've got beautiful skin. I'm proud of you. And it will, it will make you feel good. And that's what we need. There's so much hate in this world that we don't have to dish it out to each other. Yeah. I just want a few closing words and words of wisdom that you want to share with others. and your message okay i think that my closing words would be my motto um i live by the words get up and then pray up crown up and rise up amen because if you amen if you do it in that sequence you can't do anything without god you have to get up you have to pray up to get the strength for the day you have to crown up so that you remember who you are that you are worthy and that you are good enough and then you rise and when you rise you become unstoppable and that's what we need we need lionesses of women yes we do we do so rosa where can people find you where can they contact you um they can they can contact me um on social media on my page rosa fanica attorneys and also um for 
for pageants, Miss Universe World International Petite 2019, Rosa van Nikar, Miss Universe World International Petite. They can find me uh, for makeup on Worthy Women Makeup. And yeah, then they can also co- uh, contact my office. It's uh, Rosa van Nikar, Tennis, 10 Okay, and you'll see yeah. those details on our anchor description box and on our Instagram page. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, my Instagram page is um, Rosa Panica Casalino. Okay. Because Casalino is my Italian surname. So they, they will find me there as well. Okay, <laughs> so we'll add all of that in. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Table Talks. And remember to favorite Inspiring Table Talks on Anchor, as well as to follow us on Instagram at inspiring.tabletalks. And if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, you can email us at contactkpv108 at gmail.com.